Welcome to Football Men Talk Football Shit. Uh, today I'm joined by the Football Men. We're going to talk the football shit. This is my first podcast. How are you all doing today? Uh, oh, that actually hurts me that you're doing this right now. I'm, I'm physically wounded. <laughs> Um, <laughs> football after dark, everybody. We have Genhart today. We got Gen today. My co-host on the Gen and Jump show. We traded Gen oh, for Corey. Also, man who watches football. We traded. Doing? We traded Corey for Gen and a 2020 second round pick. Yeah, the, the Corey is now. Y'all got robbed. Podcasting <laughs> for the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, Corey's now podcasting for the Patriots. Uh, I was gonna go with your bit more. I was gonna be like, "Hey, what's going on? You got any skull?" Let's watch some. Let's watch some monster trucks. Pig skin. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> After that, we're gonna watch some monster trucks. Y'all pass me them pork rinds. Y'all want to yeah, play monster? Yo, you you got two people in this room that eat pork rinds. Can't yeah. be making that joke. You can't make pork rind jokes. They're delicious. Jusby does more. I bought. I brought those because specifically, Jusby will eat them. Possibly. Oh, what those barbecue pork rinds? Yeah. Can you do those? Dude. Okay. Dude, Absolutely. Giant Eagle sells these really fucking bomb pork rinds. Bruh. Yeah. Uh, which to ones? Which pork brand? Rinds after dark. Oh. That, this is my favorite podcast. <laughs> shit. Pork rinds are good. Shit, 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 shit. It was, um, Mac. I think the brand is Mac or something like that. I think I've had them. Was it the same brand we bought in lab? This, we had this is now together? a pork rind review. No, podcast. no, no, no. It wasn't pork. But, but they they were new. They, they had they had like after actual dark. different Ugh. flavors. They have like like really cool ones like uh, Thai chili it's and then salt and vinegar and then they have like these these, these like. Uh, still here. <laughs> black barrel just pork rinds, suffer. which are just like extra crunchy and fucking delicious. I've been uh been eating a lot of those parm crisps. Bruh, Dude, I want those so bad. Sour cream and onion ones. <gasps> they make sour cream and onion parm crisps. There's pizza ones. Where'd you get these from? <laughs> um, I don't know. I think no, I think it's Gecko. Usually is where I get them. Bruh, we're left because we're talking about like food. I'm going to fucking get go right. Kuiper, Kuiper go to get go. Kuiper, come back. <laughs> Buy me some cheese whips. We're talking about football now in our football show. Thank God. All right, I'm going to leave, guys. Let's get straight into the fucking trenches right off the bat, boys. Let's get get Corey's thing out of the way first. Yeah, that's that's fine. Let's talk about what Corey wanted to talk about. Um, He did message us. He said, the only thing, yes, the only thing Corey wanted to talk about today, the only thing he wanted to talk about. Right. He didn't want to talk about anything else. He wanted to say, uh... The Saints taking, uh, or like the the dichotomy of like the Saints bringing in Drew Brees after his career supposedly being over, and revitalizing the team and winning a Super Bowl, and then do, basically doing the same thing with Teddy Bridgewater, is like the best story in the NFL right now. I think Teddy's comeback is one of the best stories in the NFL right now. I think it's I think an all right. It's, story. I think it's amazing. Mm. Do you remember what happened to him? Or do you think, or is it too long ago if you remember the impact? I mean, he like broke a leg. He got Alex Smith. Yeah, he got Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. He almost died, yeah. actually. Yeah, from he actually it. could have died. Yeah, because of the infection right. in his leg. Yeah. Yeah, but he didn't. He's playing football now. Big whoop. So what if, Alex, what if Alex Smith came back to the NFL and, won, like, and pulled off like seven straight wins? Would you come? A little bit. Yeah. See? He's trying to. He is nah, actively throwing. fate right now, man. Y'all scoffing at injuries over here, Matt Dustman over here. Matt, Dustman I beat the injury. I beat the injury 
All right. We, we, we're we not dead for a career. We're dead for less than three weeks. Yeah, he'll be back. He'll be fine. Let's go and get extended. We'll talk about Pat Mahomes in a bit, though. No, I think the whole... I think this is less about... I, sh- I shouldn't say it's less about Teddy, because it's not less about Teddy. It is about Teddy. It is about Teddy. But I don't want that to undersell the fact that the Saints are just a really good team. It's impressive what they're doing without Drew Brees. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want I don't want people to get so enamored with Teddy Bridgewater that people aren't realizing, like, damn, like, the Saints are just actually really good. No, they have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Probably number two, I'd say, right behind the Patriots. I wouldn't say they're... I wouldn't say they're two. Um, they've gone up against some... The last couple of weeks, they've gone up against a couple of offenses that like to get in their own way, basically. Yeah. Like, the Bears are dreadful offensively. Jameis loves to throw interceptions and play badly. Uh, Jacksonville doesn't understand that running Leonard Fournette up center 30 times a game isn't a very effective way to win a game. But they do it anyway until Gardner has to bring them back in the fourth quarter. Like I'm not underselling the Saints' defense. I'm just saying, like, see, if you're going that route, you have to apply that same logic to the Patriots. No, no, no. I am a good football it's, team. It's still like it's how they're winning, and how Teddy has like come in, and they're winning with a combination of both. There's been yeah. I think three it, games now where Teddy has had incredible passing stats. Yeah. That's basically what I'm saying. Is that like it hasn't been like they're they haven't been winning games like like. What I want to say, like they haven't been winning games like twenty four to twenty. Yeah, Teddy. Like they're not their defense is like holding teams down enough that Teddy can kind of like bleed clock out and they can get a good lead, and then the team that they're playing can't run the ball anymore. Yeah, but they and also they have to just drop back and pass it fifty times a game, like yeah. Mitch Trubisky did, and Cameron Jordan and Marcus Davenport who are fucking who's, up. Looking like he was worth the trade up in the draft now because he's been playing a lot better. Can just kind of pin their ears back and get after quarterbacks. So I didn't mean to like undersell their opponents. I'm just saying like they did kind of draw like the section of time that Drew Brees was out. Like the Saints are certainly happy they didn't have to play like Carolina or like Green Bay or I don't know. Like, they played Seattle, but, like, that game got out of hand super early because they had, like, a special teams touchdown and, yeah. inter- like, turnovers. Chris Carson fumbled twice. Yeah. Or I think that was the game he fumbled twice. It, it was, yes. Um, Like, the Saints definitely, they played Dallas. Like, and we all know <laughs> Dallas's offense is f- flip a coin every week on mm. what you're going to get. Certainly seems like it. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that the Saints... We're extremely unlucky to lose Breeze, but we're also lucky that they weren't going to get into the incredibly difficult part of their schedule. Yeah, and they also probably have the best backup quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. No, Teddy's like, Teddy's a free agent this year after this season. Yeah, and and who knows what's going to happen. I don't know. Kyle Allen exists. He might re-sign. Like, Teddy might re-sign with the Saints knowing that Drew Brees is going to retire soon. This is the year of the backup quarterback. So there's a lot of backup quarterbacks that are playing out of their minds. Kyle Allen, Teddy Bridgewater, Gardner Minshew. He he has not, like, great. He obviously has won games. Matt Moore won a game. I mean... Mason Rudolph's won two two games. Two backup Steelers quarterbacks have both won games. Yeah. Oddly enough, yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of big, hurdy quarterbacks this year. It's just kind of happened. 
I just think um, the Saints are... The Saints worry me because I feel like... Corey kind of brought it up that like he felt like th- this year was going to be the inverse of last year, which is like they play great defense at the start and the offense struggles. And then at the end of the year, their defense is not going to play as good and the offense is going to be great. I mean, there is kind of a chance for that to happen because the competition, they guys still got to play Carolina twice. They still have to play... Um, I mean, they just beat Chicago. What what total? What division do they play in the um, like? What total division do they play? Oh, they play. They still got to play San Francisco. Yeah. Um, playing Arizona may not be like a pushover like we thought it was. Then I don't know. Arizona. They're, they're Arizona's some, a little bit. Arizona's been played some bad defenses. Yeah, they're they're very strange right now. So I don't know. Can't I still think the them. Saints are the Saints. I'll just ask round table. Are the Saints the favorite in the NFC to go to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. It's, it's at least, it's like top two. <laughs> I think it's number one for me. Yeah, if the Seahawks hadn't lost, I would have said there's an argument there. But I, I feel like I have to give it to the Saints for now. I think certain Seahawks losses can just be viewed as an aberration, and they'll still probably go to playoffs <laughs> for sure. It's happened many a time. So. Yeah, but the Seahawks hey. go fucking will go like nine and seven and just squeak in at the sixth spot and go to the Super Bowl. You still have the Forty ers They are undefeated. People just keep forgetting that. No, the Forty ers one of the best teams in the NFL. Easy, probably number three. They just aren't winning. They don't win. Yeah, but it doesn't matter how you sexy. It doesn't matter how you yeah, win. That's what I was gonna say. That team isn't gonna win the game sexy. This here's the, the thing. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Had that game not been played in a literal typhoon, yeah, but the they would have ran the Redskins off the field. Like yeah. they would have blown I mean, the Redskins out. I mean, like, I mean, they won by nine. Yeah, <laughs> the score like, was nine to nothing. Right, but if you watch that game, like the Redskins never had a fucking chance. I dug that game. That they fun. never had a fucking chance. They to moved do the anything. ball well early on. Um, mainly because the 49ers are like, they're like a good run defense. They're not like great. They're a really good pass defense. Yeah, absolutely. Like they're one of the, they're actually the best pass defense in the league by early down success rate. They're like literally number one in the league. I think they're also number one on quarterback pressures, I think. Yes. Nick Bosa leads the NFL in a percent of... Uh, pressures, right? Which is crazy because he's a rookie. Yeah, he's so good. Um, he but no, that celebration was so if good. that game had not been played in a monsoon, which it was, the score would have been run up on that. The that would have been yeah. that game would have been over by the third quarter, right? Like the fact that the 49ers were able to still shut them out in a monsoon, <laughs> which is harder for the defense because. When it's slippery, it's harder to keep your footing, especially when you're backpedaling. Right. You know, as DBs and stuff like that and safeties. And, you know, defensive linemen have to get their footings and they have to bend to get around offensive tackles. And when you bend, you you offset your center of gravity. It's easier to slip. But, so for defenses, it's a lot harder in the rain. Well, apparently, Bosa didn't give a shit. Cause how many times did he sack? It was a key was, in that game. I think he had like I think he only had like one sack. He had a lot of like pressures and oh, hits okay. though. Yeah, he was the one that at the end of the game like slid. Yeah, that was the best celebration in the mud. The rest of the team followed him on it. At oh, the it was end, so good. it was so cool. That, like that, that was like a, it's a weird football game. It's not particularly always fun to watch, but I really dug it because you just see like slow vid videos of them like sliding on yeah, the fucking mud sure. and like NFL highlight reels for the rest of the year. Yeah, 
There was that one, there's that one play where Garoppolo was like rolling out and a defensive lineman for the Redskins like jumped at him and missed and literally slid on his stomach reaching for him. Right. That was like weird. for like like 10 feet. And it, it was like, was like a the horror cool, movie. Yeah. It was like the cool like he was like sliding after him. Like I was like I was like this is so cool. It's like that game when the Lions, I forget who the Lions played, but it was that game where Megatron caught that pass and he got up and his whole face mask was covered in snow and you couldn't see his face. <laughs> and they were like, how are you going to play like that? Or the uh, the one game in Buffalo where it, it snowed like three feet. Oh, when Le'Veon had like 200 yards rushing? Yeah, and then, the, and then when the Colts had to move up to do it, it was a... They were they were had their attitude. Oh, you're talking about the, the Colts-Bills yeah, the game. Yeah, the Colts-Bills game. I'm talking like, about the yeah, Bills yeah, yeah. Steeler game. No, and then they had to uh, run up and like dig out a hole in the fucking snow so they could kick a field goal while the clock was running. Oh god, that was the game that Shady Shady McCoy had like an eighty yard touchdown run, and I don't think he got over five miles an hour on the yeah. run <laughs> because it was so hard to run in the snow. Going James Harrison speed. Yeah, <laughs> I love crazy weird hazard games. They're fun. It makes the, the game is so different when shit like that. It, happens. It's NFL is certainly interesting because it's the only sport that I can think of where like if the weather is like the worst, they're just like ah whatever. No, they did those stop. As long as you guys lightning. ain't gonna die, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they stop force lightning. That's that makes it. sense because you don't want a player to get. Uh, you'd stop. By lightning. You'd also stop for obviously they'd stop for hail or a fan because that's yeah. dangerous for the fans. But all right, Matt. Yeah, what's you up? Tell me that I was right about 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 your boy. About who? About your boy. Why? Because I told you he was he was going to be fine, and he's fine. Yeah, no, I knew he'd Your be fine. fine. I knew he'd be fine. You were you were sitting there at at, at our local Buffalo Wild Wings. You were Sponsor like, us. You were like, season's over. Well, everybody season's in the over. moment. Yeah, we're not gonna win anymore. And I'm like, he's gonna be fine. Everybody's gonna be totally fine. In Matt, the moment. Matt came to visit me after the game was over, and then he wailed, and I hugged him. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you would expose me like this I'm on sorry, the air. Matt, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. We all. Ex- Matt, every single person that's listening to the show right now went into this episode going, I bet Matt cried when Pat got hurt. <laughs> like, I, every single person that listens to this show assumed that. It was counteracted by... I was prepared to give him my knee. <laughs> it was counteracted by our other friend who's a Chiefs fan, Tobin, who was just like, oh, okay. When it happened. Mm-hmm. Who was wearing a Denver jersey, I might add, because Tobin believes in uh, the strange principles. I, I don't. I can't really put it down. The only thing that's scary about that injury is that uh, when it happens once, it's prone to happen again. Until you get surgery. Until you get surgery on it. So basically, it's like Pat's gonna have to. He's gonna be in a knee brace. He's probably gonna play have to play in a knee brace all year because Oof. it's. They literally, like, Mark Sanchez, because he had that injury in college, and Mark Sanchez was talking about it on ESPN, and he said that, yeah, like, if you if it happens once, it can one, it, it, you're more prone to it happening over and over again. He's like, the benefit is that it popped out laterally, and then he didn't do anything, and then they just put it back. Yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, it was all around just, like, good handling of it. He... he it seemed like Pat knew what the issue, like, it was weird that he would, like, I don't know, maybe I'm giving him way too much credit here, but it seemed like he knew kind of what the issue was right away and just laid there and didn't move and didn't try to move until the trainers got to him. Like, he didn't, like, make any Smart. sudden movements or do anything. And then the minute the trainers got there, the first thing they did was they popped his knee back into place. It was right. The audio was gross. Uh, yeah, it was, it was gross to look at. I don't like that kind of shit. Well, it's 
saved him from ligament damage. But yeah, no, like it's good that they did that. I'm just saying. It was, Normally, I'm all about getting on the Chiefs was. medical staff's ass for for some reason. Our players like to rip their Achilles. But well, that wasn't Eric Berry's fault. He had bone spurs that were left unchecked. Yeah, well, it wasn't just him. We had a weird we had a weird string of Achilles rips a few years ago that I was really angry people about. People just got to stretch out their ankles. Yeah, well, how long Pat gonna be out? You think? I'm praying like, he'll be out until after the bye, the bye week. Probably. Yeah, me, in four weeks. Okay. My thing is like he like Pat's already been like out and saying, "Well, I, I could probably be back in two weeks. I'm ready to go." It's like Pat, I know you're competitive. Don't do it. Please just rest the knee, Don't rest the ankle. Back do you know he's probably like no? Do you know what the game is before your bye week? It's the game in Mexico. Yeah, against the Chargers. What was the issue with? The stadium in Mexico City last year. Well, Shakira ruined it. The field conditions. Yeah, don't. You're not sending Pat Mahomes out on a field that the conditions of the field are subject. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go two and two in these four weeks. You'll be fine. Even if they go one and three, they come out of the bye against the Raiders. Who I think even if the Raiders win out, like win the next four games, the Chiefs can go one and three. Come out against the Raiders. Still have the tiebreaker, and then when they beat the Raiders, be back in first place. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. You gotta wait for that it's shit. Probably it's still important. a very high seed in the fucking AFC. Was, they they still have a good shot at the two seed. No one, no one's gonna catch the Patriots. The Patriots might go undefeated. Admittedly, this was against the Broncos, who are oh my god, terrible. Pee pee poo poo bad. Y'all still won really well without your quarterback for most of yeah, the time. The defense that, showed up for some reason. Nine yeah. sacks. Like, geez. I'm not used to I, I don't understand. I, I'm going to be, like, really mad when the defense plays good for the next four weeks. And then the moment Pat comes back, they run around like chickens with their head cut off again. Yeah. Energy transference, you know? <laughs> I just, I just gave the Equivalent exchange. I don't understand yeah. why that... I, I almost like legitimately hate the fact that both can't be good at the same time. We don't we don't know that for sure yet. We got to see them play again. I'm gonna have some extreme anxiety when Pat comes back and then the defense starts playing bad again, and I'm just gonna be like, "What the fuck did you guys do?" I'm well. We don't know if that's the case yet. It's I mean, the Broncos' offense is bad. Y'all, so. play, y'all play Packers next Sunday night, right? Yeah. yeah it would have been a be, really good Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. I wanted it. So I was I was going to infiltrate the Dustman that, household in my Packers gear. What's so? We were watch the game. What's so? Was like no point. What's so catastrophic about Pat getting injured before that game is like, like we don't know Aaron Rodgers' career trajectory. Like, they're not going to play again for another four years. I know, and we wanted to see it. Like, I want to see Aaron and Pat. Like, they'll play each other in a Super Bowl. That <laughs> I God, I want it so fucking bad. Please. I want those two to play against each other in the fucking Super Bowl. That'd be incredible. Yeah, that'd be cool. Speaking of the Broncos, though, and the 49ers, mm-hmm. we had a trade today with Emmanuel Sanders going from the Broncos to the 49ers. For like a third and a fourth round pick. The Niners have a veteran receiver now. Um, Just something they haven't had. Yeah, the Niners now have a receiver that's not Kevin Bourne. Yeah. Or Marquise Goodwin. Or former Matt Dustman fantasy football player of the year. That wasn't to be. Marquise Goodwin. Oh, yeah, I was really high on that guy. Uh, But yeah, now they have Emmanuel Sanders. And... Interesting. I don't... 
take some heat off George Kittle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, take some heat off George Kittle. Um, the real number one right. Yeah, Kittle can now. Our friend uh, Krebs, who is a, a 49ers fan, said that the problem with this team was that Kittle was kind of held to just running a lot of short routes and underneath routes because they don't really have anybody that can run them. Yeah. They're, a lot of their receivers in San Fran are small, fast guys. Yeah. So now that they have Sanders, who's a really good you know route runner, like a, a good short to intermediate route runner, they can now kind of transition Kittle back to what he was really good at, which is like deep routes like Kelsey. Like deep post and deep seam routes because he's so athletic. Yeah. Um, which could like really make the pat like it, it could basically take. By the way, the San Francisco 49ers are also they're playing without both their tackles and they're all pro fullback, which they're all going to be coming back basically around the same time. And it'll all be before their first game against Seattle. I cannot wait. So, to oh boy. I cannot wait for that football. What's the game? score of that? That's game? the thing. Three to three. If, if the, the 49ers want to prove anything, they have to get the monkey off their back that is Seattle because Seattle has owned them. Seattle has owned them. They haven't been, even when they've been, like back when Kaepernick was there, they were never able to, like, get over the hump mm-hmm. of them. Like, they'd beat them. They, they, would, they would play in the, in the regular season, they'd split. Like they they'd split the series, like San Fran winning in San Fran, Seattle winning in Seattle, and then they'd go to the playoffs and Seattle would beat them. Yep. Or they'd go to the playoffs and Seattle would go farther than them. Or they would never play. Or Seattle would get the number or, or actually get home field advantage throughout. And San Fran would be the wild card team because they'd lose some random game. But this is the year that I don't know, man. I just I just really like that team. I've always liked the 49ers, dude. Re- I just dude. really like that team. I've I've been I've been preaching for the 49ers for over a year now. You were you were so hard on them last year mm-hmm. and you got Thank God we didn't do that bet. You'd huh. have been out $9. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to lose a lot more than $9 this year, so it's okay. Yeah, I think a lot of people that we know were really high on the 49ers going in and then Garoppolo got fucking murdered. So Man, it is what it is. When he was running around yeah. In that game, you could, like, through the television, you could hear, like, the San Francisco coaching staff, like, <laughs> like, just Nick Mullins was getting warmed up. <laughs> like, all right, it's my time again. Here we go. I don't know. You're the backup quarterback. Here we go, baby. Damn right. Jimmy going to get hurt again. <laughs> That's fucking Does he wish for it actively? What are you No, talking? I don't know. <laughs> I am still, I know Corey is going to be upset about this, obviously, but I still think that. The best, like, not that anybody wants to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl again. I get that. But if we're just going to accept the inevitable, which is the Patriots in the Super Bowl again. Uh, it seems more likely with every passing game. Um, yeah. uh, let's. God, that defense, dude. It's I hate it. It's frustrating to watch almost. It's, it's amazingly, stupefyingly frustrating. Do you realize how simple that game plan was on Monday? I get it. And All get, they did to the Jets was just blitz Sam Darnold over and over again. Yeah, that's the thing, but the, they realized that's it insulting. and got it. But the thing is, they've been doing different schemes and different things to every quarterback they've played against. I get you. Maybe you can say, you know, they're playing bad teams. They've got the bad schedule. But how many other... It, 
how many other teams do we chastise for playing down to their opponents? Patriots obviously don't. You no, had no. seven minutes to go in the game. Bill Belichick throwing a challenge flag. No, no. When I said, I think I said it in our group chat, like, oh, man, they haven't been playing anybody. Or they've been playing a bunch of nobodies. Okay, so when you play a nobody, you have tre- to treat them like, treat a them like a nobody. Blow them out. And they've literally done that to every single team they've played. They've blown them out. So, like, sure, they haven't well, played Well, except any- the Bills, but the Bills are, like, the ex- best yeah, team they play. Exactly. So, the Bills are a somebody. That was, like, a... That was like a game that was decided by like a couple of a couple of plays. Decided by Josh Allen getting hurt. Well, Josh Allen getting hurt. Yeah, that, that Honestly, decided that game. I, I'm confident that Josh Allen would have won that football game. See, yeah, but then now hurt. they got to play in Foxborough, though. See, like poor Josh. No, no, and the Patriots and the, and the Patriots have identified their weaknesses. They have a bad O line play right now. Tom Brady has to get rid of the ball in less than two seconds, but that's what he does. In the first place. So what do they do? They go out, they trade for Mohamed Sanu today. So now you have Sanu and Edelman. It, it's just like the days with Edelman and Amendola. And then you get Nikhil here, Nikhil, 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 Harry. Nikhil Harry back. Josh Gordon comes back. And then you can put Josh Gordon over the top of people. You take you take Sanu and Edelman running their quick outs or slants or go or not go or curls because mm-hmm. that's the, basically their quick route tree to get the ball out within two seconds and you scheme Harry and Gordon around that it it, it the, and then you have James White dude James White just pops out and ends up open because someone's trying to overcompensate on Edelman or Sanu or someone Gordon it, it's disgustingly how it's disgusting how efficient their offense is, and they know how to play it. They're literally going to West Coast dink and dunk down the field on everybody, and not a single soul is going to stop them. No, nope. the only pe- the only people that stopped them were the Bills, because the Bills are basically built to beat them. Like the Bills just have speed everywhere, and they can get after Brady with less people, and they have good corners who can line up man to man on Julian Edelman, so you don't have to help. The only problem is, is Josh Allen's young, and he makes a lot of mistakes, and they don't really have great talent offensively, so they can't take advantage of the opportunities that the defense gives them, which is why the Bills can't beat them, which is why I want the Bills to trade for A.J. Green and go get A.J. Green mm-hmm. so that they have at least a body that they can throw the ball to. I want them to try to get away with trucking a second-round pick at Cincinnati for A.J. Green. Hi, AJ Green, fantasy owner here. Um, I would like that too. That'd be cool, because then he wouldn't be. He would. Uh, he would be able to catch a ball. Cincinnati. That'd be cool. Cincinnati's asking way too much way, for him. I think they want a first round pick for AJ. They do Green. want a first round pick. Speaking of the Bills, during the Bills game this week, uh, Josh Allen scored a rushing touchdown, and he uh, he chucked a ball all the way up in like the sixth row up, right? And he threw that thing so hard, but I, I was looking around and I could not find any records of somebody dying. After he did that, so what I'm going to guess is that Josh Allen put that football through somebody's head and they just covered it up. <laughs> he threw that thing so fucking hard football up the stands. I was like, like this man literally can't control his arm. He can't. We know that. We know he, Josh Allen can't control. He probably his arm. put a hole in some child's head. <laughs> well, poor what children. Either that, or the person caught it and got carried up to the moon. Oh, now they're just living up there? Yeah, now they're just living up there. (laughs) Gladly. Can we talk about the Patriots? And Because I want to get to the Josh, uh, not the Josh, the Sam Darnold quote. Yeah. 
Oh, can I we, wanted to talk about this, can, too. Can we talk about the Patriots taking intentional false starts on a punt to run time off the clock? They are Jesus ridiculous. Christ. They don't stop. Dude. That is hilarious. People are going to think that that's like so, oh, that's cheap. And it was like, no, it's in the rules. You can do that. Yeah, it's a loophole in the rules. Yeah, you can absolutely And do you that. can do that. Anybody can do that. And Just believe it or not, that. Belichick's been doing that for years. It's yeah. strange that it's a thing, I guess. But uh, Well, because oh, it's well. a running clock when you punt. Yeah. Meaning when you take the penalty or like the illegal procedure penalty, whatever they were taking, you punt and then the guy runs it around and then the penalty happens. And because it happens before the punt, you can't. Like, they're just going to punt it again, right? Yeah. They have to punt it again. So, you just do it over and over again, basically. Well, once you do it a third time, I think it's after three or four times, then you get uh, slapped with... um, Unsportsmanlike conduct. Unsportsmanlike conduct. And then if for some reason that gets declined and he keeps going, you can... uh, What's the the rule? Uh, Not unfair play. Some sort of, like, catch-all thing that the Mm -hmm. refs can do that can... Give the give the Jets the ball right where the Patriots had it, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, which I mean, if you really want to be super ass, maybe just wait for that to happen. But like Bill, that's why Bill was smiling because he knew what he was doing. Yeah, and then even in the press conference, he's like, "Yeah, it's a loophole in the rules." He's like, it probably won't be there for much longer, but you could do that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like one of those things that people talk about. Oh, they suck and they cheat and they do all this stuff. No, they just care more. They just want to win more than anybody else, and they're willing to exhaust all possible resources and all possible avenues that are accessible to them to try to win games. And running extra time off on a punt by taking penalties and then Bill laughing about it on the sideline, which is the best part of it. Yeah, it's great. So I love that shit. It only fuels their image as the bad guys of the NFL, mm-hmm. I guess. Although, I know... They do not care. The fans don't feel that way, but, you know... They do not fucking care. I know. I, but, Bill Belichick like, does not give Other a teams would have done different things in this game. Yeah, they would have just punted the fucking ball. Yeah. And also, maybe even benched Brady eventually, you know? No, they don't do that. That's they just not... That. They don't do that. I, I think the Jets should have benched Sam Darnold. Do you want to talk about... Do you want to talk... Because you, you wanted talk to talk about, about the Mike. The mic'd up bit. That's what we were going to okay. say. Yeah. Well, uh, it's Halloween, everybody. Get spooked. He out here seeing <laughs> ghosts. He's getting spooked, dude. Um, so, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people are trashing Sam Darnold right now. And, you know, after he loses 31-0 to and throws four interceptions and loses a fumble. I get that. But, but yeah, I don't know. You can't really undermine this Patriots team. No. Really, I mean, it, these th- these are going to happen when you have someone as young as Sam Darnold as your starting quarterback, and someone as outmatched at he the just, coaching he spot couldn't, as Adam He Gaze. couldn't sure. do anything against that blitz. And uh, how ethical are we? Should should they have played that voice clip on the air? Because the Jets are furious about it. No, probably not. <sighs> I mean, like it's whatever. He knew he was mic'd up. That's where that's where the 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 counter is like like Sam Darnold knows he has a mic on him. Yeah. And he also knows that 
They NFL, only make up one player every yeah, Monday night. Yeah, that NFL Films or whoever it is, because I think I think NFL Films is in charge of that. Yeah, but it's not ESPN, they're usually they have, give, they have to give they have to give someone from Films has to give the okay to someone else who gives the okay to ESPN mm-hmm. to play it. Yes, and they gave the okay to play that. So it only not only did it get past NFL Films to play it, but ESPN then got it and was like, "Ooh, should we run this?" And then they ran it. Of course, once well, of course you have ESPN, the, yeah, I guess, yeah. They're the media conglomerate words. So, in okay. Sydney. So here's my whole thing I'm about just saying it. that he was, like, frazzled already. So, like, he could have said any crazy thing. Mm-hmm. And then everybody and would have He was getting the shit it. Like, it was beaten like, out oh. of him. Yeah, he had a bad game. He had a terrible game. I, there's no excuse, really, but, like... It got to the point... Dude, he, like, gave up. It got to the point where he, like, three times in a row, one drive, three times in a row, he just threw the ball out of bounds. Yeah, for sure. Like, he got the ball and then just threw it out of bounds. It's not good. But he gave up. I think he, he probably wanted them to pull him. Everyone Here's, throwing him in the trash is probably forgetting what happened last week. I think he'll bounce back. They're not going to win yeah. the division or any fucking thing. Oh, God, no. They're, they're not going to go third. to the playoffs or anything. They'll finish third in the division. Do you want to know what my problem is? It's time to uh, learn how to fucking be a quarterback. Here's my yeah. Here's my thing. Okay, Sam, Darn, uh, Sam Darnold is still a 23-year-old player. 22, 23 years old. Yeah, he's young. And he just came back last week, right? He wins against Dallas, upset. Um, consider it an upset if you want, whatever. It was an upset, right? Yeah, it was. It definitely was an upset. Adam Gase, at some point in this, like, like, oh, I'm mad at the NFL for airing what my quarterback said. How about you prepare your team better and adjust better be a- when literally all the Patriots are doing is just playing cover zero? Making you look like fools. Yeah, they're making you look like a a high school team. They're playing cover zero. That's it. They're covering man to man on your pass catchers and blitzing. Oop, and blitzing everybody else. Yep. Like, you mean to tell me you're a a, a pro level NFL coach and you can't figure out a way? I still can't believe Adam to, Gase got hired to compete. Like, yeah, me seriously. too. You guys talked about that several weeks ago, right? Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> I still can't believe he got. I still can't believe he got hired. All fucking coked out and shit. <laughs> he wasn't actually coked. It's yeah. just like you yeah. go ahead. It's like yeah, I, just wonder, I, I just want to. I just want to know. I just want to know what the conversation out. in the Jets front office was. Like we need a we need a proven coach who can lead our team to a victory and a chance at the AFC East. Well, let's get this uh, coach who's proven that he can't win the AFC East. Come on down, Adam Gase. He beat the Patriots a lot in Miami. That's probably why I got the job. I'll bet you any amount of money. They were like, hey, Miami beat the Patriots a whole lot when he oh was there. Oh, my God. I guarantee, I guarantee you that's what it was. God, I didn't even think about it like that. Well, fucking not anymore. <laughs> not, Adam not, Gase, now he's owned to. Adam Gase didn't beat the Patriots. The Heat beat the Patriots. And uh, Dolphins special team coordinator. And Dolphins special teams. Uh, yeah. Just be the Miami Heat is a basketball team. Yeah, they beat the Patriots. Wow. I don't know LeBron went back. Mm-hmm. And beat him. Oh shit! That's the only way. <laughs> if LeBron was playing against Brady, it'd be a whole different story. So okay, do we look? Does this look bad? Be- okay, who does it look worse on then? Does it look worse on head coach NFL Films? Oh, okay. for airing it. Does it look bad on Darnold for basically like in a roundabout way, kind of saying like, "Yeah, coach, I, I." Don't know what I'm doing out there. 
or is it bad on or is it worse on Adam Gase for having your franchise quarterback literally in that state in a game? Adam Gase, easy. Adam Gase. I Adam think Gase I mean Adam Gase gets a lot of blame here. I I'm still putting blame on the NFL Films exec. Le'Veon Bell is pissed. They shouldn't have played it. it. They should not have is played he? it. Oh, he's Le'Veon Bell's like that's so unfair to Sam because it is. he's getting Sam's getting he was already getting, going to get chastised for having the bad game, but then he you have you have record of him saying I'm seeing ghosts out there. I don't know what I'm doing. It's rough. Blah blah blah, and. Now he's getting like absolutely memed on another Jets quarterback. He's getting almost harassment level memes thrown at him for having one bad game. You know who's had a bad football game? Dan Marino's had a bad football game. Uh, pretty much every single quarterback in the there's, NFL has there's, had a terrible game. There's numerous quarterbacks that have thrown four interceptions in a game that are in the Hall of Fame. So, Sam Darnold could have one bad game. He had he had a decent game last week. He fired up. His career's still young. I'm not saying he's going to be some Hall of Fame quarterback. He, he could end up being like a Kirk Cousins serviceable, do something for you, maybe you make the playoffs one year kind of guy. Sure. He's not trash boat. He's not no. garbage tier. He's not Nathan Peterman. He's not He's not Nathan Peterman, even though people will meme, oh, this is the worst quarterback game since Nathan Peterman started and all this stupid Literally shit that you see. last week, everybody was high on the Jets and going like, they're back! All it took was Sam Darnold coming well, back. Well, I mean, we were high on him too. All of us here at Fat Pod told you our Stone Cold well, bet that, you know, lock they of the week. Have a little, at least a little bit smarter game planning to uh, not just die to cover zero in every fucking play. Yeah, yeah. yeah and well, then they, just a little. And then smarter. they faked it out and then played and then dro- dropped seven and then he threw the interception in the end zone. Yeah, that was crazy. Like how was, embarrassing is the, that? The that timing was so of that. Smart, like, yeah, yeah the, the timing of that was genius though. Fuck it, Bill Belichick. He was straight up coaching the defense that game. Did you see that shit? Yeah. God, that's so he, cool. He, he said, fuck it, hands on, got dirty with the fucking defense, huddling Can up Can you actually shit. believe, this blows my mind, can you actually believe that there are coaches and front offices in this league that don't think that their way is the best way to do things? When it clearly is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Like, can you believe that there are still coaches in front offices? I, I learned this last week. Okay, so I listened to the uh, I've been listening to the Adam Lefko show a lot. Yep, you've been telling us about that. And he brought up this thing that he heard about called the rule of. He said the initial rule was the rule of fifty one. It it can be contrived to like sometimes it's fifty two, fifty three, but like it started out as the rule of fifty one, and it was like an old Bill Parcells thing. And everybody knows Bill Parcells is like, even though he fucking coached in the eighties. Football Jesus. He's like football Jesus. Yeah. He's like everything that Bill Bar- Bill Parcell said was like gospel on how to win in the NFL, right? So Bill Parcells is credited with this rule of 51 thing where if you have a total, okay, just a total. Okay, think about what I'm saying. Okay. A grand total between your rushing attempts and your completed passes, if they equal 51 you should win the game. Interesting. That makes no sense. Yeah. So you're adding your rushing attempts to rushing your completed attempts. passes. Yes. So like to run the ball 20 times and 31 completions, you win the game. Yes. That was an actual thing. Do you know? No, no, no. I I understand because if if you're 
if you're running the ball 25 to 30 times in a football game, you probably have the lead. Correct. And if you're completing 30 passes, you've probably scored scored a decent amount of touchdowns. Right. How, how you, if you, when you but that's the problem. When you balance it perfectly like that, it makes sense. But what some teams look at it is that okay, well, that means as long as we get to 51, it doesn't matter how it's divvied up. No, it's fucked up, dude. Yeah, it's not so how some, it works. So some teams think about it in the sense of like, well, if we run the ball 40 times <laughs> and only complete 11 passes, it should still work. Or in the ball 40 if we times, throw the ball 40 straight. times and only run it 11 times, it'll work. Yeah. Yikes. That's why this rule is what the most... Right. And he asked... This one guy who works with like a lot of coaches currently in front of us, he's like, how many people follow this? And the guy was like, you'd be surprised. He's like, there is a lot of coaches that either, almost every single coach in the entire league either completely follows it, knows about it, or is from a tree of coaches that practiced it. So they kind of have this like, idea that like oh yeah the rule of 51 look i mean if it works for you it works for you but it's it's such a weird generalized statement yeah it doesn't it's it's it's, it it makes it seem like you would be like correct no matter what right it's like saying like well if you're standing and you're pissing i guess you got a dick yeah like okay good thank you thank you for that knowledge (laughs) huh they ran 51 plays complete enough passes it's like you could run the ball 40 times and then throw 11 screen passes and you'll lose that game. <laughs> yeah, maybe. If if you rush too often and you're not if you don't have the lead. Yeah. Uh, if you pass too often if and you your throw quarterback is, you know, Sam Darnold on Monday night against the Patriots. It's I don't know. It's like the thing where pass. remember when screen pass completed when pass. Steven Jones came out after the Dallas Cowboys lost to the Jets and they talked about like it was like the only the second time that Zeke had over thir- like at least 30 touches and they lost. And they brought it up to Stephen Jones. And Stephen Jones was like, man, it's kind of weird to me because usually when we give him that amount of touches, we win. But you know what that means to me? Oh, my God. They said, just give Zeke the ball 30 times. No, no, no. But what, you know what that means to me is that you actually don't know how to win. All you know is is that when you win... Zeke touches the ball a lot. Yeah, it's not. It's it's, it's a bad correlation. It's yeah, well, a fallacy. I mean, Zeke is a good player, so I guess Zeke equals win isn't technically the worst strategy you could have. Yeah, but if it's not working, I mean, it's not working. It's gonna be, Zeke has if Zeke's rushing the ball thirty times, but then he's also averaging five and a half to six yards a rush. Yeah, you're probably gonna win. Right. Yeah. Sure. But if that's not happening, just getting the thirty is not gonna do shit for you. Valuing rushing attempts over actual results is like the core issue to this like little rule is that it's not it's focusing on the wrong number. It's yeah. it's focusing on just sheer amount of plays. Attempts pu- plus completions doesn't correlate. Yeah. No. Yeah. Especially when you can have a game like if it was completions plus completions, I mean it would be an even more obvious statement. Right. But it would make more sense at least. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's just this weird thing that I I've never heard of that before. I yeah, never it's heard of it. Interesting. And he brought it up and I was like, that is one of the most idiotic things. I could also see it making more sense in the eighties. 
Yeah. When he was a coach. When you only threw the ball like 25 times a game. Mm. I feel like if you understand the finer details of it, it can make sense. But it's like you just said, Kuiper, if they're just trying to get to 51 to get to 51, it's not how it works. It's a statement yeah. that you have to make makes sense. It, it's like dealing yeah. in weird absolutes, uh, which I'd like to talk about the Seahawks game for a minute because I, I have an interesting Ooh. stat from... Kuiper's boy Warren Sharp here. That's my boy. Yeah, I dude, I have. He's been one of my favorite Twitter followers for some of the stuff he says. Can I, dude? It has. He's like changed my life. <laughs> like, like he makes me look at the game in like a completely different lens. Mm. I bought his book. I read his book twice, like cover to cover. I read his book. It, it, it's re- this. Like I, I would have never like looked into this particular stat or thought about it. Mm-hmm. But when Pete Carroll, when asked on fourth down considerations, when they decided to kick it instead of going for it, Carroll on fourth down conversions, we're kicking it. That's what we do. That's our mentality, or that's what our mentality is going to be. And there's no reason to change. Warren Sharp with the business. This is unreal. In Russell Wilson's career. No, get ready for this shit, okay? It's going to blow. I know what this is. In Russell Wilson's career, Seattle has converted 28 of 31, 90% of fourth down and one to three yards to go opportunities in the second half in opponent's territory. 28 of 31. They're eight of eight since 2017. Holy shit. Seattle had a fourth and three from the Baltimore 35 in the third quarter, and Pete went for the 53-yard field goal in light rain, and they missed it. Yeah, it, it, that, that sounds like Pete Carroll just didn't want to get asked that fucking question because the kick was missed, and he's pissed off about it. <laughs> They're 28 of 31. That's so Oh, and crazy. by the way, what won that game for the Baltimore Ravens? Was Lamar Jackson going to his coach saying, hey... Hell yeah, let's go for let's it. Let's go for it. And they went for it, and he scored a touchdown. God, that was so... Seeing, <laughs> that, mic'd, seeing that mic'd up moment, Coach going, you want to go for it? Hell yeah, let's go for it. Like, oh, oh dude. I was like, oh. Look, I know I'm a Steelers fan. Oh, that got me no, fired Ravens, up, dude. The Ravens are one of the most entertaining okay. watches in the NFL I really year. like Lamar Jackson. I really do. Hell yeah, let's go for it, Coach. If, if oh, it was still a Joe Flacco Since chills down team. my spine. If this was still a Joe Flacco-led team, I'd They'd be like, suck. yeah, fuck the Ravens. They fucking suck. But, like, that's just that – those kind of those are the kind of stats or the things you think about. And here's another armchair quarterback thing for you. What, what's the biggest criticism that you could have of the Bears slash Matt Nagy after this last week's game? They threw the ball too much. All right. They threw the ball too much. You guys would be in agreement with that, right? You need to start right? Chase Daniels' quarterback. Well, he chased Daniels, but they're they're throwing the ball too much and not running it. That that's they the ran biggest, the ball eleven times. Yeah, that, that's that's, that's the the biggest like. Hey, man, it equal. China it equal sixty one. It was over. Hey, they, that means they when won. you're right. when you're an <laughs> offensive mind from Andy Reid's tree and, and you're Matt Nagy and you understand what the defense is giving you and w- what the game plan or, or what's happening towards you. When you're facing a defense that is continuously putting eight to nine in the box and daring you to run and leaving someone open on every play, how can you not want to try to take advantage of that? I'm not putting the play calling can sound weird, but I'm not putting it on Nagy so much as I am Trubisky for not executing that's the word i was looking yeah. for they, 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 they oh no Trubisky looked like, awful that's the thing that's the thing like you can uh, Nagy, why are you calling man Nagy, why are you calling all these 
pass plays. You need to run the ball more. I, are you looking at the defenses continue? Their defense is daring us to pass. We have to take advantage. They're putting eight to nine men in the box. Someone's going to be open on every play. He Trubisky's just got to hit one or two of them. Yeah. But he's not. He missed a bunch. So yeah. like I, I can't put stuff like that on Matt Nagy. No, I wouldn't either. It's all on Trubisky, dude. Trubisky is first. Here's the thing too. Trubisky's playing with a, a basically a sling on his left arm. Mm-hmm. And like, why is he playing? Yeah, one. Why is he playing? Why is he playing? two? Other guy didn't do so good. So we, they were like, Chase Daniel did okay last week. No better than Trubisky did today. Yesterday, yesterday or two days ago. Two days ago. I guess they just Trubis- want to start their starter. That's right, I, I mean, like just I don't know why they're like, doing days with weeks, but Trubisky is just Colin Cowherd says it all the time. The Bears are telling you what they think about Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, they're telling you what they think. They think that. I mean, can you argue? Can can you really dispute at this point that the Bears whiffed? Because look at the two quarterbacks that were taken after Trubisky. Oh yeah, they're incredible. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson and, and Pat, Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. They're, they're both. I mean, you could have gotten years. stuck with Mitch Trubisky. Good golly, I Miss Molly. don't think you guys would have drafted him. No, they would have. They, they were trading up to get a quarterback. Yeah, they, I mean, I, I know all they were, three were rated, All three of them were like graded up like very. Similarly. I know they were targeting Mahomes, but they would have gone for either of the three. Okay. Well, you know, maybe under a different system it would work. I don't know. It's hard to say these things. I think Andy could have gotten something out of Mitch. But he like, might not have, you know, there's definitely, Mahomes is a once in a fucking lifetime thing that happened. So it's Deshaun. Yeah, I think, you, I think okay, I don't so have twice in lifetime. Yeah, Deshaun is too. Deshaun is a generational talent also, just in a different way than Mahomes is. <sighs> no, are the Bears, and that's the other thing about that game, is that because he's playing with literally a dislocated left shoulder, or whatever the hell his injury was, part of like the best, like one of the best parts of the Bears' de- offense last year was him running. Well, clearly he's not going to run. Dude's got a sling on his arm. Yeah, so you're just like, hey, bitch, throw for the pocket all game. Yeah, throw for the pocket all game long, which we know is not his strong suit. He knows he's not that great at it. So. I think the Bears are just in an awkward situation where they can't use their quarterback in the way that they want to use their quarterback. And even when they were using their quarterback the way they want to use him, he's still (coughs) drastically limited in what he's able to do. Yeah. He's clearly the worst quarterback in that division. Oh, yeah. By a wide margin. Absolutely. Like, you have three actually very talented. I mean,. I guess Kirk Kirk Cousins is very talented when the sun's out. He's a plan. Can we talk about? Can we just talk about how impossible it is to predict Kirk Cousins games? I can't. I'm done. I'm done trying. Can we just quit? The Vikings trying might just, to figure out Kirk Cousins. I'm gonna look at a Vikings game. Not only am I never gonna bet on a spread on a Vikings game ever again for the rest of the season, but I'm also going to look at every Vikings game and ask who's gonna win. And like I don't know. So y'all Maybe saying walk away. y'all saying Washington wins on Thursday night? Maybe. I wouldn't go that far. It's Maybe. <laughs> I know think it's, I think they I know cover for sure. I, know I think they cover. Well, that's fine. It, it could be close. I know. I mean, I you know I know no feeling. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is advanced Ryan Fitzpatrick. Advanced Ryan Fitzpatrick. They he updated charges up, and he plays well. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick to level thirty-two, and he uh, 
evolved evolves into Kirk Cousins, where right. he doesn't play <laughs> as bad as Fitzpatrick can, but he has ups and downs and momentum swings, and when games matter the most, Kirk Cousins is not the man you can rely on. I don't care. They do. Oh, ever since he apologized, Adam Thielen is a Hall of Fame, not Hall of Fame, almost MVP. He's in the running for the conversation all of a sudden. Fuck you. No, he's not. Now, there's two people who are in the running for MVP conversation right now, and it's Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. Christian McCaffrey. And Deshaun Watson. Maybe Michael Thomas. Well, Pat, Pat probably won't win now. Yeah, now he's injured. No matter what he does. That's, that's Pat's not going to win. Because he's going to miss yeah. games. You can't miss games and win the MVP. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. I would, I, love to, I would love if Christian McCaffrey keeps his shit up and then just gets the MVP. I would be so happy. There's no fucking way. Running backs, it's too. a quarterback award. Yep. They don't give MVP to running backs. They'll give him They'll give him the same award they gave Todd Gurley last year. Which is so most, I like, like I said, I'd like to put... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Corey's not here, so like I just mentioned it, but I'd like to put Michael Thomas in the conversation for MVP. Jesus Christ. He's, his production with Drew Brees and Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is nearly identical to almost the same. He has not lost a beat. That's that's because you put to a ball in your quarterback's different. And yeah. he literally He's so good you just put the ball in his general direction and he catches it. He's literally the only one you have to defend. Yeah, I know. He's the only He's the only guy. Oh no wait, no no Ted Ginn actually caught a pass. He's literally the only <laughs> shut the <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Corey would be mad or be like, yeah. No, Corey would, would agree with me. Yeah, Corey right. would agree with me. They didn't Corey... even have Alvin Kamara last yeah. week. They had Latavius Murray. Who, by the wow. way, is actually a good running back. He's a good running back, but like, dude, that was the hardest 118 yards he's ever worked for in his life. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That was like four yards on a cloud of dust every time he touched the ball. God. But that's like, insane. that's the, he's the only one you have to stop. <laughs> they couldn't stop him. That's it. He gets like nine catches a game. How does he get nine catches and over 100 yards every game? <laughs> How? How does he do it? He's really good. He's so... It's not even like... He's drinking Michael's secret stuff, you know what I'm saying? No, it's, it's, not even, it's not even like he's like Julian... Michael Thomas is huge. Yeah, big boy. He's like 6'5". <laughs> he's gigantic. I want to float a question to you guys here. So Teddy Bridgewater playing pretty good. Sure. Is he on the Saints next year, or is does somebody snatch him up and try to make him a starter again? I think that's a good question. It depends. It depends on how honestly, because what's going to happen? I think at the end of this year, because the the, the team also really loves Teddy. Like, I think th- I think uh, they'll do a similar thing to what Philly did with Nick Foles. They'll be like, hey, like, hey man, you like give you- him to another team? No, no, no. Okay. no not after the Super Bowl year. Well, no, they not- gave him another year on his contract. I thought you were referring to now in the current year. <laughs> No, no, no. They're gonna give. I think they would, especially if Teddy doesn't drop a single fucking game before Drew Brees comes back. Yeah, they are going to sit him down and be like, "Do you want to stay and be our starter after Brees retires? We will extend your contract, but you're gonna have to take a pay cut, less money until during the years that Brees is playing, and then we'll be able to pay you more once Brees is gone. Well, it's gonna be tough. That's a smart move if he does it. The Saints are a very smart organization. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm saying it would be smart for Teddy, like even to take less money, because like it may be enticing to go play for I don't fucking know. You could conserve Chicago. your body on a. You could <laughs> conserve your body and be the backup on an incredibly talented team that is not that old at all. Besides Drew Brees, really. Yeah. They're mostly young, young players. They're mostly young guys. Yeah. This proves to me that the Saints have a future past Drew Brees. I, I think they do. So they should they should without a doubt do everything in their power to keep him. 
mm-hmm. I think. I think so, too. Because the solution to who is your next quarterback is not an easy one ever to any team. Uh, and they might have because, their guy. You know, yeah, we just talked about Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, and they were great, and they worked out for those teams, but then you could have been the Mitchell Bears. Trubisky. You could have yeah. been the Mitchell Trubisky. Or any number of star college quarterbacks that go to NFL and just uh, poop. Not good. Oops. Speaking of uh, future quarterbacks, what do we think about Jacoby Brissett? I like him. Do you think he's going to be the starter for Indy next year? I think he's so. He's yeah. played well enough to be the if, starter. If Indy keeps winning games. Then they yeah, haven't. They, I'm not saying that they haven't lost a beat because obviously, oh, they very much could, have lost beats. Could be would be a difference maker in some cases, but they'd probably be undefeated if Andrew Luck's playing right yeah. now. Yeah, I'm missing. I would Lula. say so. I don't well, know if Jacobi's they'd be undefeated. Okay. I, I like that. Jacoby. Jacoby's like Jacoby. playing really fucking well, though. Not I like Jacoby like... last year. He's a better deep ball than Andrew Luck does. At some points in Andrew's career, yeah. Yeah. Andrew had a good. Andrew has a good deep ball when he can throw. Right, but when he's not hurt, which was like most of his career. I just think, first of all, can we talk about how the play of the year was robbed from the Texans? Yeah, what the fuck? Because, Dude, because in the grasp. I was The in the grasp rule. Deshaun Watson evades like three sacks. He's being tackled. He manages to like squeeze away just enough to get a pass off to DeAndre. John DeAndre tips it to himself. Basically, he catches it and runs into the end zone, and then fumbles. So, wait, what rule? He was in the grasp. They blew it dead. He was in the grasp. It was a sack. They blew it dead. But why? Because that's the rule. Ask Matt about it. Yeah, they, Matt knows about that rule. Forward progress. It's one of those things where like they were like. Uh, he's gonna go. He's in the process of going down. One of those things where you see a pileup that sometimes, even though it's still moving forward, it doesn't move forward fast enough. Or there's enough stationary like time where the refs like blow the whistle because they don't think the ball's gonna advance anymore. It's an inadvertent whistle, and they it's them not letting the play play out. And it's just another. It's just another example of shitty refs that we yeah, debated about last that, week. Because you're sure you want to call that dead? Fine. Next question: Why was a roughing the passer flag thrown after that? Because that play was blown dead about three times, and Deshaun got hit again. Well, because the play was technically dead That's because he was passer, sacked maybe. and didn't attempt a pass. He he was blown dead and sacked. So because it was a to sack, you can't the quarterback. It didn't. It's like, oh well, if we if we let this play develop, he's gonna get hit a whole bunch more, and he's basically being tackled already. So let's, it's in the grasp. He's down. Yep. And then they and then somebody just ran up and hit him again anyway. Which, by the way, that's how football works. The reason why, okay, spectacular play that didn't come through. However, I also think it would have not been a touchdown anyway because I don't think DeAndre possessed the ball long enough for it to be a touchdown. So. It's a moot point, basically. It's not like one of those things like, oh, it took a touchdown off the board. No, that probably would have been ruled DeAndre didn't have it. I don't know, maybe. So, like, because he caught it. But he also took, like, two steps with it in his hands. That's really tricky. It was really close. It was, like, a step and a half. It'd be the kind of one where they probably just would have went with the ruling on the field. So, like, if that play doesn't get blown dead and he somehow juggles it and and the ref throws his fucking arms up, they probably just keep it. Or if the ref throws incomplete. Right, they just keep it. Then they keep it. Right. Whatever the ref decides, which we don't... They probably could have called touchdown Colts on that play. Granted, the the way we're going with officials. Oh, God. So, I fucking... Oh. Can we talk about how the Bills almost lost to Miami? 
that's scary. Yeah, no, I, I do want to talk about this because Ryan Fitzpatrick is making his bid to go be the, the Chicago dude, Bears starting quarterback. Dude, that, that, and that, I, no, no, can we talk about that goal line? He can is we, trying wait, so fucking hard. That end zone possession that the Dolphins had, they were in the Bills red zone for like it felt like a half hour. Yeah, it was crazy. And it, it, it like kept going back for penalty against the Bills, penalty against the Dolphins, incomplete pass, third down conversion, penalty on this team, and then it ended in a Bills interception. <laughs> I'm like, that is the most. That's the most Ryan Fitzpatrick yeah, thing I've ever heard. It's the, it's the most Miami Dolphins Buffalo Bills thing I've ever heard in my life. Ryan Fitzpatrick is trying harder than anybody else to just completely ruin. Miami's tanking season. Good he does him. He Good wants him. he wants to get that fucking win. He doesn't give a shit about what they think look, because he's not their first assume. choice. Well, hey, look at no. it this way. And I don't I think he knows that as a journeyman who's been around on every fucking NFL team, I think he just wants to put a couple more wins in his belt. He doesn't give a fuck about what they think. Look at it this way. Look he at it this shouldn't. way. Shouldn't. He's right. only there for one year. If Miami can win if Miami can win one game, and then they lose to Cincinnati later on. It doesn't matter. They can win one game, and they'll have the first overall pick still. Because they lost to Washington. Look, and I know. He, and they lost to they, the Bengals. If they win two games, do they ship out Ryan Fitzpatrick? Fuck yeah, they do. <laughs> to the Bears? Trade his ass. Look, even if they're tanking, you got to assume Miami wins a game at one point, right? Because it's really hard to go in 16. Right. Two yeah, teams have done it. Yeah, but yeah, it's also that's really, it. They're also right? making it really easy for themselves to go out in 16. They're making it really easy, but we've They've also, almost like, won their last before. two games. Yeah, because mm. Ryan Fitzpatrick... They, went for, they went for two against Washington. The last two they tried to win. In the suck bowl, yeah. The last two 0-16 teams weren't trying to be 0-16, and this one is trying to be 0-16, I guess would be the argument. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, man. I just realized this week is the uh, Minka Fitzpatrick return game to Miami. Oh, hell yeah. Can't wait for us to still lose. I can't wait. <laughs> I hope I birthday? hope it it's the day after my birthday. All right, happy birthday, Miami's first win. I'll be driving back from Virginia, and uh, the Steelers will be playing the Miami Dolphins. Oof, oof. The Steelers will win. You'll be fine. Yeah, I know. unless I'm Ryan good. Fitzpatrick decides to stroll the fuck on up and still get that W for himself. No, that was that. That was his shot. That was the revenge game against Buffalo. He had charged up for a couple of weeks. Can you remind me what happened? He didn't charge up for a couple. He played last. He the played last the week time. He didn't get a chance to charge up. The last time he we lost played his Ryan charger game, he went for two. What happened to Ryan Fitzpatrick? What's the, what happened the last time we played Ryan Fitzpatrick? Oh, he uh, he threw. He missed Stevie Johnson. Oh, deep, yeah. deep, no. the, the deep shot against Stevie, uh, against us uh, with Stevie Johnson. He was wide open in the end zone, yeah. and, and he uh, he either dropped it. No, Stevie Johnson dropped it, like right in the end zone, and it would have beat us. I kind of remember that, like, yeah, because they did not terrible in that game. Yeah, that was the that was but we, that was actually a decent Bills team. We effectively killed Fitzmagic. Yes, we did. Yeah, because it was being talked about excessively. Yeah. Because it was like, whoa, they won however many in a row that they won. Mm-hmm. And they played us. And and then they lost, and then their yeah. season fell apart. Yeah. Well, it, see, so this leads me to believe the opposite will happen somehow. Cause I'm that he's been be thinking stupid. about it all these years? He wants that revenge, man. I don't know. This whole year is all just about Ryan Fitzpatrick almost getting revenge. And then you're just losing it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I think should have just stayed retired, oh, Ryan. Man. I think Miami's no, gonna get nervous and get him the fuck out of there because they don't want to. I don't think they want to risk winning a game. <laughs> risk winning a game? <laughs> yeah, I don't think they want to risk it. Please start whoever the fuck else then, Dolphins. I'm be so. Right. What's wrong with the Eagles? 
Do they just suck? Oh my Your guess god! Guess as good as fucking mine, did they, buddy. Did they just get really fucking lucky one year? I want to fucking die, dude. No, they didn't that just get stupid. really fucking lucky one year. Their, their team dynamics very different. Coming, I realize it's fantasy football, so like getting mad about also, it. Also, uh, but Carson Nick Foles. Oh my god! Well, I, okay. No, so. stop. Carson Wentz has had a decent fantasy season. I, Carson Wentz is I infinitely Carson better than Nick Foles. Wentz. Yeah, but Carson Wentz. But uh, Carson Alshon. Wentz doesn't have the locker room like Nick Foles does, and that means something. I have Alshon, Jeffrey, and Zach Ertz. Yeah, you do. And that week, I had to start a backup defense, so I started Eagles defense because I was like, ha, Cowboys bad. Cowboys not bad. No. <laughs> Cowboys best team in that division. I just not by felt, much. I not felt by it much. was going to be one of those games because Cowboys have like uh, kind of had the Eagles number. They have. A little bit now. But then they faltered really hard against like the Jets, so I was like, well... Let's 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 try this. It was a risk, and I knew it was a risk, but I didn't think it was as risky to start. Oh, I don't know, Zach Ertz. Yeah, same. But uh, yeah, they lo got... and behold, they just like Carson Wentz was like, I, I don't, I forgot I had legs. I don't know, man. Don't got those. Forgot I had legs. Don't have arms either. I'm a torso out here. Also, Doug Pearson did that stupid ass anti Bill Belichick thing where he gave the Cowboys billboard material, <sighs> where he was like, oh, we're gonna go down that game, we're gonna win, and we're gonna be in first place. So you don't do that. Yeah, you don't do that. Not against a divisional opponent. Yep. And then they hung thirty-seven on you. Yeah, they would just they would just shit on your chest. Also, uh, <laughs> you know, literally. Also, yep, you know, winning a Super Bowl, and then you know Doug Peterson goes and writes a book, and Frank Reich leaves because that's, that's the cer- big one. It certainly looks like Frank Reich's a pretty good fucking head coach. That, that's the big one. Frank Reich was the big one. Yeah, it certainly looks like Frank Reich was a pretty good coach because he's got Indy in a pretty good spot despite his oh quarterback retiring. Fuck. Yeah, the, just the middle of nowhere. Yeah. yeah they've, they're probably going to win the division. I hope they do. <sighs> I don't want, want so the Texans bad. to win I want, it. I want the Colts to just fucking go. Not that I don't. Not I that want. I dislike Deshaun. I hate the Texans. I just love the Colts. I hate Bill Do you O'Brien. just not like Bill O'Brien? I just hate yeah. Bill O'Brien. I want Quentin Nelson to get a fucking does look Super really boring. fucking stupid. He's such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to give Quentin Nelson the Super Bowl ring. That's really what I want to do. That's my agenda. I mean, I, I still think the Texans have a, a fair shot. Yeah, they're still a yeah. pretty, pretty damn good football team. Surprise, Will Fuller's hurt. Wow! Surprise! Will Fuller had like three fifty-point weeks and in fantasy, and then got hurt. Wow! It's almost like guessed? this shit's predictable. God, I hate it. Will Fuller? Yeah. Sorry, they have another Will Fuller in Kenny Stills. Ah, <sighs> they do, don't they? They just have another Will Fuller. Ridiculous. Just lined up, ready to go. Like we usually lose our Will Fuller. Thank God we got another one this year. Fantasy is depressing. Speaking of fantasy, can I tell the story? Can I just tell the story real quick about? The most stressful, like, four hours of fantasy football I've ever had in my life. Yeah, sure, shoot. Okay. So I'm in a league uh, with my brother and a couple of his friends. And it's the league that I'm doing best in. I'm 6-1. and one. Um, Going into this last week, I was 5-1. and one. And I was playing without Christian McCaffrey, who is my best player, and without Mike Evans. Um, I do have Michael Thomas as well. So I got to play Michael Thomas. I also have, like, Aaron Jones... Um, I played Jared Goff. What Go- the fuck? It's an eight-man league. Oh, okay. Um, ah, okay. I played Jared Goff this week because I was like, oh, he's playing Atlanta. You know, I know he's had a bad week, but I'll play him against Atlanta. They did pretty good. Um, I also have Zach Ertz yeah. in that league, so that was, you know, bad. Um, Mike Evans has also burned me a couple of times. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting team that I have. So going into the afternoon games... Um, I'm, I can't remember what I was up by, but I was up by a, a decent amount. Kid that I'm playing 
has Melvin Gordon, right? I have Michael Thomas, okay? Yeah. I also have the Saints defense yeah. at the same time. Um, I was leading by a little bit, not by much. I was like maybe 10, right? So Melvin Gordon obviously gets the early touchdown. So I'm like, uh-oh. Here we go. It's not good. But the Saints are basically pitching a shutout pretty much against the Bears. And then just they they got a safety, they got a couple turnovers, and Michael Thomas having a game. is just killing it. Yeah, so I'm like, oh dude, I got this. Like I'm gonna beat this kid. Sure, he still has Zeke and Eagles defense, but I got Ertz. I'm good. Right? I'm good. I'm fine, right? So the game keeps going. Right? Fucking the Bears go down the field, score a garbage time touchdown. Saints had 18, goes down to 14. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of dumb, but, you know, whatever. That's fine. Then the Bears kick an onside kick. Yep. And Michael Thomas, key, Michael Thomas, who I have yeah. on my team, getting 25, fails to field the onside kick, meaning the Bears get the touchdown, get the, get the ball. They score again. I'm like, I swear to God. I swear to God. Hmm. I'm like, if I lose this game because Michael Thomas, who's my highest scoring player, Failed to cover an onside kick. I'm going to be furious. Bears score again. My defense drops down to 12. I lost six points for my defense. In garbage time. In garbage time. Lost six points. Melvin Gordon on the goal line at the one-yard line for the Chargers. Right? Yeah. Two carries back-to-back. Didn't get the first one. Fumbles. (laughs) On the goal line. Less than an inch from the goal line. He fumbles. Kid loses two points. That's an eight-point swing. Mm-hmm. Right? Night game kicks off. I'm up by 30. I have Zach Ertz. At halftime, Zach Ertz had a goose egg. Yeah. Yes, he fucking Zeke did. Zeke had like 18. Philly defense had like 10. I'm like, I'm going to fucking lose this game. I'm going to lose this game. I'm actually going to lose because Michael Thomas... Didn't <laughs> didn't fall on an onside kick. I'm gonna lose this game because of it. I go to bed. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to bed. I'm pissed. I'm going to bed. I wake up. I open my fantasy app. I won by five. <laughs> I scroll down. Zeke had 22. Philadelphia defense had minus one. Do you wanna know how many points Zach Ertz had? Oh, my God. Zach Ertz caught two passes in garbage time for 32 yards, and he won me the game. (laughs) Ah, I hate those. If Melvin Gordon doesn't fumble on the goal line, I lose. Yeah. Because that was an eight-point swing. Yep, if he he scores the touchdown there, (laughs) that's it. You would have lost. Dude, I woke up. I'm like, that is... I've had games that have been decided by less than a point. But that is single. Like that, I, I can't remember like a game coming down to like that, like that moment. Like if Melvin Gordon just does not fumble and gets into the end zone from a foot out, I lose. But I won. It was weird. I felt I felt dirty. You did it though. I didn't win is a win. I didn't feel great about it. How's your fantasy teams doing, Matt? Oh, man. <laughs> It's rough, dude. I'm like week seven, right? I'm like three and four or four and three in all my leagues. I I have weeks where I 
one league, I had the week, I started Will Fuller the week, he scored 55 points and I still lost. This week, I started Aaron Rodgers, he scored 55 points and I lost. Oh, I sat Aaron Rodgers, by the way, in that league. My big money league, obviously, I'm sitting Aaron Rodgers behind Pat Mahomes, so that was a big oof, but I ended up winning because I started uh, Marvin Jones. There you go. <laughs> yeah, boy. I was like really like nervous because I was playing my dad and he started Chase Edmonds against me. He went for the big galaxy brain, even though they said David Johnson was going to play. My dad that was like pissed me off so bad. My dad was like galaxy brain Chase Edmonds instead. And Edmonds goes off for 30 fantasy points. Uh, so I was like nervous about that. But then I checked my phone at break on work and Marvin Jones out here with 50 points. I was like, fuck yeah, Marvin Jones. I've This looks like the kind of stat line I'd give you in Madden when I used to play with the Lions. <laughs> um, As a Kenny Galladay fantasy owner, that game really made me mad. Uh, well, Marvin Jones, it was his day. Uh, Whoever that corner is for... Oh, it was Xavier Rhodes. Mm-hmm. God, man. Remember when Xavier Rhodes was good? I'm telling you, dude. I don't know what was going on there. Just Marvin Jones had himself a day. Uh, I have no running game. I have Derrick Henry, and this is the only running back I have. Thank God Derrick Henry's been good, by the way. I'm glad I cashed in on him because he's the only running back I have. Everyone else is garbage or injured. Uh, I don't know. Fantasy's real hit and miss. I can't keep up with it as much as I usually do this year, so I'm, like, kind of out of it. Speaking of... Out of it. Garbage. Atlanta Falcons. Garbage and out of it. Well, the Atlanta Falcons, yeah. Did, did, did you hear about like when Dan Quinn tried to uh, give a speech or, or he, he was like trying to talk to the team post game, and apparently like Julio Jones held his hand up and instead gave the team like an inspiring speech or something like that. So Julio gave it instead of Dan Quinn. Yeah, Julio Jones is the second best wide receiver of all time who won't win a Super Bowl, behind Larry Fitzgerald. True fact. Wow, that's a depressing stat. Yeah, yeah, that's a very depressing stat. All right, so real quick. Uh, my phone may die as we're doing this, but take um, my energy phone. Do you mean of current playing players or just ever of all time? Uh, yeah, because Calvin Johnson is good. Yeah, Calvin man, Johnson's up there. But do you want me to run through these lines real quick before my phone dies? Yes, real yeah, quick, okay. please. I want, okay. to talk, I want to talk about the Packers before we stop. Oh uh, yeah, we'll, we'll end on the Packers. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's start off on Thursday night. Uh, Redskins at Vikings. Redskins what a game! Oh no! Redskins are getting fifteen and a half. I'm staying away from the Vikings for the rest of the year. It's it's at night. Bet against Kirk Cousins. Are we saying Kirk Cousins is a lizard man? He's a werewolf. Um, Seahawks at Falcons. Falcons are getting four and a half. We don't know if uh, Matt Ryan's playing in that game. I would probably still take Seattle. Uh, Eagles at the Bills. Eagles are getting one and a half. Chargers at the Bears. Chargers are getting four and a half. Nope. Uh, Bengals at the Rams. Bengals are getting 12 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> These lines suck. They're this horrible. week sucks. This week is garbage, dude. Broncos at the Colts. Broncos are getting six and a half. <laughs> Giants at the Lions. The Giants are getting six and a half. <laughs> Buccaneers at the Titans. The Buccaneers are getting two and a half. That's a good value. Bet That's that good. game. Yep, bet that game. Um... I'll take the Lions. Fuck it. Um, Cardinals at Saints. Cardinals are getting nine and a half. So Vegas not buying into the uh, the recent surge from Kyler Murray, it seems like. Jets at Jaguars. Jets are getting five and a half. Panthers at 49ers. The Panthers are getting five and a half. Uh, Browns at Patriots. The Browns are getting 12 and a half. Um, oh, that's depressing. Raiders Shit, at wow. the Texans. The Raiders are getting six and a half. 
Packers at the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are getting four and a half. And Dolphins at the Steelers. The Dolphins are getting 14. I'm taking the Chiefs, the Giants, and the Lions. Taking the Chiefs? Taking the taking Chiefs. Chiefs. What's your logic behind that? It's an arrowhead, isn't it? It is an arrowhead. Yeah, so that's a And I've never seen... This is the year of the backup quarterback. And I've never seen a coach able to prepare a backup quarterback better than Andy Reid. He made, before we knew about what Nick Foles could do, he made Nick Foles look like a god. He made Kevin Kolb look like a god for at least a week. He, he, you, Matt Moore is going to look stellar. I'm not saying the Chiefs are going to win, but they're getting four and a half. Should All I right. still start Sammy Watkins? No. Fuck. He's I injured no still. Choice. It's also at night, so you can't start Sammy. Yeah, he's oh, a yeah. lizard man. I don't think he's going to turn around. It is the Thursday night game. Matt uh, Moore, Andy Reid's going to make Matt Moore look just good enough that we're going to get a second or third round pick out of him at the end of the season. Jesus Christ. Out of out of four games? Out of four games. You're you're aiming high. Yeah, maybe a third, maybe well, a fourth round Thursday pick. Thursday night game. What am I talking about? It's a Sunday night game. It's a Sunday night game. Yeah, okay. Well, then maybe. But Matt Moore is going to look well enough to go 2 and 2. And I'm not saying he's going to beat the Packers, but it's not the Chiefs aren't going to lie down and die. I'm taking the Buccaneers plus two and a half. I think that's probably the easiest one because mm-hmm. Tennessee's bad. I have an argument, but go ahead. Um, you know also what I'm going to take? Hmm. I'm going to take Carolina to win outright against the 49ers. That's an interesting one. I think Carolina's going to beat the 49ers. That is, is this their, Is that the game of the week? It probably will be. That's a good game. I think that. I think that. I think the Panther. The Panthers are going to hand the 49ers their first loss. Think, think they're not going to be able to Panthers stop coming McCaffrey? off a bye on the road, and we've talked about how good road teams have been off of byes the last couple of years. And I just think that yeah, just like how you thought the Raiders were going to beat the Packers because of that. I didn't think they were going to beat them. I picked the Packers to win. I thought you picked the Raiders to cover that. I did pick the Raiders to cover, and yeah. for a while they were covering. For a while they were leading. <laughs> Well, yeah, but then, but then Aaron, but then Aaron Rodgers is just like, I'm just gonna pretend that it's 2014. Yeah, and throw just the first time he's ever thrown a perfect pass. Right yeah, um, but no, I, I'm, I'm gonna pick, uh, I'm gonna pick Carolina to upset the uh, 49ers. Okay, and then I think if I had to do a third one, here's a fun fact. So I've been picking against the spread every single week, every single game. Um, this past week was my worst week out of any week. I only won four games. It's terrible. However. There is one team that I've gotten the spread right for them every single week. Do you want to guess who it is? Hmm. Try to guess. Cleveland. No. Oh. There's one team that I've gotten right every single week against the spread. Tampa Bay. They were... I got them right every single week up until the Carolina game. Fuck. No, I'm sorry. Up until the Saints game. I'm sorry. Up until the Saints game. Because I had them covering the Saints and then they had them losing. I have a ton of teams where I've only lost once or twice. There's a whole bunch of them, but there's only one team, and then I have a whole bunch that I've gotten like one right, like Atlanta and Minnesota. Abandoning them. There's one team that I've gotten right every single time. Well, who is it? The Bengals. Oof, that makes sense. Actually. I've gotten the Bengals right against the spread so every single time. Probably not. Have you picked the Bengals on any of those? Yeah. Okay. I picked the Bengals to cover against the Ravens, and I was right. That makes sense. It was like it was like ten and a half. I'm like, that's too much. That's what do you too, think about that's, it this week? That's too much for uh it's too much for uh for a divisional game. Ten points too much. All right, well here's what I would I would pick. Oh, oh, well, who do the Bengals play this week? 
I'm sorry, getting hurt. I just want to see who the Bengals play. Uh, someone are going to lose against. The Bengals play the Rams. So easily they're going to lose against the Rams. And I got the Rams covering 12 and a half. I so there we go. feel like that's possible. I also feel like the Patriots covering 12 and a half against the Browns is really possible. I really feel that way. You don't think the, we all picked the Browns to beat them, though. Did you? In our projections, we did. Oh, at the beginning of the year? Mm-hmm. Nah, that's funny. Isn't it funny? <laughs> Remember how everyone was about the Browns at the beginning of the year? Yeah, why'd we fall for that? God, I, I picked them to win the division. Man, like, it's, it's I have to, I'm no have different to pay you guys, than any other fucking year. I'm going to have to pay you guys so much fucking money because the Browns mm. suck. I'm They'll probably guys, do. Okay. I'm going to tell you guys a story. I mean, again, this is overreaction. I picked the Steelers to win the division. They're, they're, We're all they're, shit on the NFC North. They're going to hit their easy part of the schedule eventually and win some games and have a shot. We're all, like, all going to eat shit on the AFC North, dude. Will the, will the wheels fall us. off of Cleveland if they lose to Cincinnati? Yeah. Yeah. You're 100% yes. I, yeah, well, will the maybe, wheels fall off? They hit the okay, let me tell you. It's more accurately if they lose to Pittsburgh. Because Pittsburgh is really bad this year, and the Browns, uh, you know, the <laughs> Roethlisberger. Yeah, but I say specifically because of the rivalry. Yeah. Uh, Roethlisberger-led Steelers have had the Browns number for about half a decade, maybe more. Maybe a whole decade. Whole decade, yeah. Um, <laughs> Literally a whole decade. Been winning both times, or at least once, in probably all ten of those years. Mm-hmm. So... If this year, where the Steelers have a backup quarterback and have now lost Antonio Brown, have now lost Le'Veon Bell, and the Browns still can't put up a fight against it, mm-hmm. that's a big turning point. Not not in the right direction, in the wrong direction, into incoming traffic. Into <laughs> incoming traffic. <laughs> that's, that's, you know. And also... I really no, hope I, my hot take stays true. I agree. The I, I said the at the beginning of the season, one of my during my AFC North project, projections, I said that the Browns would be riding high before their first two games against Pittsburgh, and they would lose both, and it would just completely derail their season because this was supposed to be the year that they finally got over the hump and finally were better than Pittsburgh, and then they weren't. Well, yeah, and especially now this year. With, it's derailing before that even happens. All right, Steeler fans, settle down. Put your dicks away. Matt, let me tell you a story. The Browns are derailing before that even happened. Can I tell you a story that happened 12 years ago? What happened? It's a really brief story. 12 years ago, I go to a JCPenney, all right? I'm going to buy some clothes. And I'm fat. It's hard to buy clothes. Got to find clothes, all right? Run into a Browns fan. It's a large guy, just like me, looking at the same clothes. He's decked out in Browns gear. And he says, and he he talks in like uh, gangster speak. This is a white white person, by the way. (laughs) Um, And he's all like, you know, points to his jersey. I don't remember the player because it was a Browns player from 10 years ago. Were you wearing Steelers stuff? No, it was just coincidental. Uh, and he was all like, maybe I was because uh, he had to have a reason to point out that the Browns were good to me. I say good in quotation marks. He was like, this is our year. This is the year we're going to turn it around, G. And I was like, nah, okay. And I've kept that mentality for like 12 years <laughs> because <laughs> it seems eternal at this point. It's weird. It's really weird. Now they're going to be okay. I can't really get over that specific incident because I've they need to get more comfortable. I've encountered a similar person almost every year of my life because it always seems like the Browns. Well, maybe not in the past couple not quite years, like this. But yeah, not quite like this. This was like the best they've had 
I still think they're gonna in a go, decade. I still probably. think they're gonna go over five hundred. I think they will too. Yeah, I think they will. But I think that's I think not we'll enough. Uh, for some of them, it, it's enough for, to get into the playoffs. For some the Cleveland AFC. fans, that's enough. First, well, you know, you can't say that you're zero and sixteen or one and fifteen. Sure, right. But you also can't say can that you hang with Pittsburgh and the Ravens. That's what they want to you do. Hang with Pittsburgh right now. Uh, probably hang with the Ravens too. Honestly, the Ravens are fun. Well, to watch. we'll see. I mean, weird. they beat they the also, Ravens. Yeah, once. They, they also beat the Ravens. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say was they saying, like, they, they pummeled the Ravens. the Ravens. Right. Like they can. I hang mean, with in terms of amount of wins. I mean, the, the division is. Oh weird. yeah, in terms of amount of wins. Yeah, this is your year to best Pittsburgh if there ever fucking was a year to do it. Yeah, they should by by all. Which is why if they don't, it will be the most deliciously fantastic. I'm just saying, like you know, I've I'm not I'm not I'm not a hater. I don't hate the Browns. In fact, it would be cool if they did succeed because I can imagine being a fan of a terrible team. That like has gone nowhere for years. You want them to succeed. You don't want to be the fan of a bad team. He was saying, "I wasn't talking about the Chiefs. They're good (laughs) as fuck now. You shut the fuck up." That's like if the okay. This is what the the Browns wanted to be right now. We've suffered eternally for different reasons. Taking quarterback rejects from other teams and trying to get a little extra spark out of them. I guess I kind of failing in the the failing in the playoffs. The Chiefs are that that person in ancient Greek mythology that's like so close to the the fruit, but you can't reach it. The Browns are kind of like it's like an allegory. The Chiefs' entire mm. existence Icarus is that kind of allegory. The fucking sun. Could you imagine <laughs> like the kind of history we would have if the Chiefs had beaten the Packers in Super Bowl one? You yeah. have. Well, it'd be the Stram. It'd be the Stram. It'd be the Stram Trophy, not the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, yeah, it would be. And, yeah, and then uh, matriculate the ball down the field, boys. Patrick Mahomes would set his Twitter location to, to Title Town USA, but too bad that Aaron Rodgers gets to do that on his Twitter. Why oh, y'all being mean? You were being mean to Cleveland fans. Let me tell no, you, because I mean. never do that. I'm just saying that. <laughs> wow. Two Steelers again. Two Steeler mean. fans being mean to Cleveland fans. Oh, I don't have the same mentality as Kuiper when it comes. to Kuiper actively wishes for Cleveland to burn down. I do. Uh, I do not. I do. I, I, like I dream about it. I you, think about you, it. You say you like Cleveland, but you have a, some inherent bias towards him as a Steelers fan. It's like me well, trying to be I'm, nice about the Broncos or the Chargers. Yeah, you can't do it. You like hate the Raiders so fucking much. Oh, fuck the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but I don't really have that mentality because it's hard to have that mentality when, like, the team doesn't, like, play to that level that you're at. Like, for the years I hated the Ravens because, man, those games were fucking Oh, those games sucked. Those games were terrible to watch. Uh, but, and the the Browns, I've just come in recent years to just kind of feel bad for. And, 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 I, and I'm not looking down on them by saying that i'm just saying that like i wish that they could get their shit together but their organization is ran so fucking poorly and they have a head coach whose name is kitchen <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see you shitting on kitten did, kitchen did you kitchen? ever you ever hear that the shitting in the kitchen matt yeah <laughs> are you shitting on kitchens wait did you ever hear the sound clip of uh steve harvey talking about you know Steve Harvey's a Cleveland fan. I believe I had was it yeah. in the NFL Hundred Games or something like that. I think so. And yeah. he talked about uh, like how it sucks to be a Cleveland fan. And Baker was in the crowd at this like event thing that they were doing. 
And he started talking about, he's like, then we got ourselves Jarvis Landry, and he changed the culture of the locker room, and he held, started holding people accountable. And Miles Garrett is, you know, a monster, and he can come off the edge, he can line up anywhere, and all this stuff. He's like, and then we got our boy, we got Baker Mayfield. He's like, you want to know why I like Baker Mayfield? I got a lot of reasons why. But you know what the number one reason is? He's got two black names. <laughs> That was the first thing that came out of Steve Harvey's mouth. I'm like, Steve Harvey, that should not have been the first thing that came out of your mouth. That's a very Steve Harvey thing to say. God, that is um, the most Steve Harvey thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, if Cleveland can't make it work with Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr., you put it on the coaching. You, you have no plausible deniability that it was the players that you had anymore. It's the organization and the coaching. Well, yeah, it's, no, yeah, it's, it's, absolutely. It's, it's just, you say the same thing about the say the same thing about the Falcons. You have for sure. generational talent in Julio Jones, an amazing running game. You have Matt a, Ryan ain't bad. Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan was the MVP in 2016. Yeah, Matt like, Ryan's a good quarterback. Yeah, they were what the fuck. They were a couple bad coaching decisions away from winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. Absolutely. And ever since then, Dan, you want to talk about seeing ghosts? Dan Quinn's been seeing ghosts for three years because of that shit. That's pretty spooky, man. Dan Ooh. Quinn's been seeing ghosts defensively since the yeah. Super Bowl against the Patriots when his defense got absolutely destroyed, and then he's decided to not change it for five wait. goddamn years. Oh my god, wait, are just the Patriots the ghosts? Yeah, the Patriots are the ghosts. The NFL is haunted, and the, the spirit haunting it is Bill Belichick. <laughs> He just walks up, boo. <laughs> <laughs> On to next week, fellas, boo. Boo. Are you spooked? <laughs> Dude, fucking Bill Belichick. Just, again, more Bill Belichick-isms. Then the thing, well, uh, the Browns have been preparing for us since yesterday, so they already have a day on us, so we gotta go. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Bill. Oh, so good. I love it. Browns can't prepare for shit against the Patriots. Come on. You know what you can prepare for? Though, <laughs> prepare for though. Are you going to segue to the end of the show before I get to talk about the Green Bay Packers? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was. Oh my god! Just to talk about the goddamn. I Green forgot Bay about the Packers. I just want to keep it. I'll and keep it. I can't believe I forgot about them because they shat all over the good say, old Raider you, boys. Yeah, See, you could be happy you about this. this. You yeah. wanted this. So god, I had to have wanted I'm this. I'm so glad you dicked Derek Carr. <laughs> Derek Carr dicked himself. First of all. That game that game went out of control the moment Derek Does, Carr fumbled the ball. Can Derek Carr not remember that you can't fumble the ball out of the end zone? He's done that twice now. Yeah, I know. In the same spot. It looked like the exact same play. That Sunday night game against Dallas, when he fumbled the ball out of the corner out of the out of the end zone, it resulted in a touchback. It looked the exact same. Yeah. Does he just not know? He's just he's trying to extend to extend the ball out and he's losing control. Stupid. So Justin, level with me. Yeah. Where have these Packers been all the season? Where's this? Where's Aaron Rodgers been until now? Oh, uh, I know exactly what happened. Did you notice that? Um, it, it's I don't know, understand how this works. It's really weird. But Aaron Rodgers uh, took off his old Western style mustache and grew a beard again. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he got a perfect passer rating. And to like nobody, by the way. Yeah, to, it doesn't yeah. matter when you're Aaron Rodgers, I guess. Devontae Adams wasn't playing. That's just the power I mean, of Aaron. You still had Marcus Waldis. You still had your number two and number three receivers. They, they were on snap counts, Stanley. though. They were on snap they were counts. They were on snap counts. You had Alan Lazard getting the ball. Yeah, these were lot. people that I thought were injured and weren't going to play, is what yeah. I'm saying. So, they, so they, they. they were limited. So they were limited. <laughs> yeah. And then you had fucking Rem Lazar or whatever his name is plopping and in. Alan Lazard. <laughs> 
is his name. Man, that's a deep cut he's reference. Been, uh, how bizarre. How bizarre. He's been sitting next to Aaron Rodgers in all team meetings. Anybody remember that really song, just me? And anybody remember that How Bizarre song, just me? recommended that Lazard get put in the fourth quarter in that game when he popped off. Yeah, and Lazard did really well. Yeah. Part of the podcast. So maybe this really is mad that we're having a conversation while they're having a conversation. All right, cool. You guys, man. We're talking about football. <laughs> Y'all talking about poor crimes I think Lazard legitimately has a chance to become the number three receiver in Green Bay, and they might actually knock down Allison's uh, rank there. You the can't. He's got a Ooh. funny name. Uh, he has not been producing. It's well. not funnier than fucking Lazar. I don't know. His name's mean. Geronimo Allison. Okay, but Geronimo ain't on a jersey. What about Valdez Scaly? That's a funny name. It's a funnel name. But yeah. MVS has been doing great. He's really good. Oh, MVS out here. Look at him giving I, him the initials. I think everybody calls him. I think MVS. it's actually what happened was just that Aaron doesn't have to be Aaron as much. Yeah, that's exactly and what he's, he's leaning on the like, defense. He's just going to pick random games. He's like, you know what? I kind of want to be Aaron Rodgers today. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Let's play know, football. He he's able to lean on the defense a lot, and, he's, and still the defense did, did really good against Oakland last week. But there's a lot. I don't know. I think a lot has to go do go into that though. Also, this is one of the worst pass defenses that Green Bay has played all year, besides the Eagles, which was just some kind of weird fucking dumb garbage anomaly that I still can't begin to understand. Or maybe just not run the ball at the goal line and you win the game. I'm not sure. Or just learn how to stop the run. Yeah, which is something that they've. they've that was, I need to go back at. and watch that game. Was that it's, a Thursday? That night game had a lot of weird goof. Weird. Yeah, they game had a lot of weird goofy stuff in it. Was that a that Thursday game. night game? That yeah. was a Thursday night game. Yeah. So. Which a lot of weird stuff happens right. in, I guess. Yeah. I, 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 Thursday night I, games you know, are weird. I think sometimes you can just say, ah, it was a Thursday night game. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, can, we, can we all just... Did I say it on the show before? Where the easy solution to this Thursday night football problem is literally all you do is you just hold off on doing Thursday night football until week five. And then you just give the two teams that are going to play on Thursday night their bye week prior to the Thursday night game. Or just make the game the game that they play after Monday night. I guess that kind of helps. Or give it. No wait, no, never mind. That doesn't help. Never mind. It would hinder them. All right, who gets right, Thursday hurt. night football? NBC, Fox, Fox. No, Fox and CBS alternate. That's oh right. yeah, you're and right. Then it's, and then okay. it's on the NFL Network and Prime Video. Uh, mm. so a lot of people have. Literally, all you have to do is from the schedule makers is say, okay, we have Thursday Night Football Week One, which is the kickoff game, right? Yeah. We do that game. And then on week two and week three and week four, we don't have it. And then teams start bye weeks week four. The two teams that are on bye week in week four play on week five. And I hear you people at home or wherever the hell on the toilet, wherever you are, be like, but Kuiper, there are weeks where there are more than two teams on bye. Yeah, that's why you have more than one Thursday night game some weeks. And you maximize the amount of money you can make on a different day of the week where you will own it because it'll be the only sporting event on. So this actually helps the NFL because it makes more money and it's more TV time. So there's absolutely no reason why they can't just do it. Yep, I agree. We're giving two bye weeks, which is something that people have been yeah, talking about. Yeah, or have another Monday game like they do the first week of the season. Have two Monday games? I like that. How would that help? Take the Thursday game away. Put it on second Monday night. Ooh. When that Monday game over... Go to ESPN. You, you start an earlier Monday whatever, game, and then you, have, you, you have, watch the other one. You have a four thirty, and well, I guess Eastern time. You have a four thirty and an eight twenty Monday games. Yeah, you can't be doing the these eleven twenty right kicks. Well, yeah. I'd be all right with four and eight. Uh, I mean, maybe that's just like you know too much football at once. Never. That's fair, but like some people, 
that are normal. Sunday, Monday, or football days, and you just take out Thursday. Yeah, you could take. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like all day Monday now. Like I don't know. It's half the day Monday. Would it be better if it was just Tuesday? <laughs> I don't know. Tuesday, not even night. Just do it during at one o'clock. Tuesday football. <laughs> it does sound they're, boring. They're, hey man, Joe <laughs> Webb is the undefeated, the only undefeated quarterback in Tuesday football history. Look, man, Thursday's <laughs> in the middle of the week too. Like you know, people are working. Yeah, but it's at night. If you're gonna Tuesday night, if you're gonna play on Sunday and the next week, oh, we got a Tuesday night game. We play in two days. <laughs> you attach it to that. To Fuck that no, week, not the. I would say it would be the, still the same week. Just the same as Monday Night Football is the same week. So you got you got your games on s- Sunday and Monday and Tuesday, and that's a week. Now, I know it is weird, but hey, the week does start on Sunday on all the calendars that I've looked at. People act like it's the weekend. So people, so instead of people getting, uh, if you play on a Tuesday, you get to practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday still. Yeah, but you could still run into a situation where you have a game on a Tuesday. Yeah. So you have like a Tuesday night game, and then the next week after that, you have a game on Sunday. That's that's cutting it real close. Yeah, it is. Oh, but, but not as close as Thursday night football. Well, because on Thursday, well, on Thursday night football, you play on a Sunday, and then you have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, three days, three days off. Whereas if you played on three a days, Tuesday, is not enough for your team to exist. No, not in, not in any. They circumstance. said you're supposed to take the next day off. Yeah, most teams take the. Besides Bill Belichick, no days off. Most most teams take Mondays off. <laughs> no days off. Hey, it's one of them Super Bowls. Yeah, it's one of them Super Bowls. Can't. You know what else doesn't get a day off? Fat pod. The shade of the week. Oh, shade of the week. That's right. Ooh, the, oh, I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> shade of the week. There we go. We did, we did that at the start of the show. But. Yeah, let's cap the show off with Shade of the Week, then. Let's do it. Okay, so I have two that occurred at the exact same time. Oh, very good. Ready for this? I'm hyped. The Saints players making fun of Tariq Cohen for being short. Oh, man. Because Sean Payton started it. Yep. Uh, then, wow. then, the clap back from Tariq Cohen saying that the guy that hit him on the play couldn't even knock him over despite him being short. He blew that dude up. Yeah, he blew the dude up. So there's the shade and then the clapback shade. We stand clapbacks. We stand clapback shade. We do. We do. Um. Oh crap! What was Ooh, it? I, I just remembered one, but go ahead and finish them. Well, I'll no, go ahead. Do I'll yours. Give a Genhart brand one. What's your What's yours? All right. So you guys know I don't like booger, but he had a good one. He had a good one, and I agreed with. That was odd. So during the Jets Patriots game, where the Patriots were uh, just. You know, shot the jets in the head and then started poking the corpse with a stick really hard mm-hmm. just to make it. You know, Tom Brady bitched that he didn't get a flag that he wanted, and and he was audibly yelling on the broadcast. Uh, I forget what he said, but like you could hear him; it was mm-hmm. so loud. Uh, and Booger was like, "Scores like thirty three to zero, Tom. Why are you complaining for a flag in this situation?" You know what? I know. Maybe you could say it's the principle of it or whatever, but like, literally, who cares? I agree. I agree 100%. (laughs) Shut the fuck up sometimes. Like, geez. Was that a. I guess that's shade. I think it was shade on how Brady reacts to things. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, Um, that's some shade. I'm not saying it's shade of the week. Make fun of a short guy's mean. <laughs> <laughs> so I prefer the clapback. I just wanted to mention it. Yeah, I liked I liked Tariq Cohen's clapback as the shade of the week because it was like, like for a short guy, you sure couldn't take me down. I blew your ass up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Fuck you, dude. Whoever that Saints player was. I, I couldn't tell. Man, he was mad, too, during that game. Tariq Cohen was getting pissed Why off. You're making fun of him. I'd be pissed, too. Like, all right, I'm going to run your ass over now. He did, too. Because even though Tariq Cohen is short, he is powerful. It's kind of one of his things. He's a little powerful boy. He knows how to bowl people over. Huh? And what, what was your other one? He jumped over it. I can't remember it. Too. Shit. I forgot it. I thought Matt had one, and then he forgot hey, to. No, I just, whatever. I was trying to look through my likes and things, because I, I thought I liked it. but I, I mean, I guess you could say that some shade was can what... Can we give it to Warren Sharp against Pete Carroll? <laughs> 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 Fuck yeah, we can. That's pretty good. Oh, you're giving me a reason to tweet at Warren Sharp. Like, yeah. hey, we awarded you our shade of the week for what you mm. what you clapped it. Pete Carroll, God, being a hell moron. Yes. Tweet at him from the Fad Pod account. I'm down to give it. I'm down to I give tweet at Warren Sharp all the time. He never responds. <laughs> One day he might. One day he will. So he'll notice week, me. He'll uh, notice you. He's your senpai that you want. He to is notice. my senpai. I love Warren <laughs> Sharp. He's your waifu, eh? Uh, Shade of the Week's one of my favorite things that you guys do. So I was wondering, are you are you gonna like? Like look back at all the ones. Do shade of the year, yeah. Oh, we're gonna do shade of the year. Well, I also, I also wanted to float something by you then, but this requires thought. Sure. Well, that's might be Uh, hard. Shade of the decade, because uh, we're about to enter a new one, lads. That might be hard to dig up in NFL history. We're gonna need off-season stuff, so we'll have time. Look, man, I got a candidate right now. Happened in a game. When you pair me with a sorry ass receiver like Crabtree. Oh, that one's legendary. Like, that might be the shade of all time. <laughs> That's like really good, man. That I happened on li- that happened on live day. TV. <laughs> that was a live TV. That was a that live was shade. So good. <laughs> I was just thinking about it because, like, what is the best one of like maybe the whole decade? And I'm like, I can't think of anything else that would even come close. I mean, like maybe there's meaner ones. I mean, he was saying he was bad. That is mean, but he wasn't like being vicious. But Telling the build up to it in a game. The build up to it and then the, the fucking like pop off on live television from Richard Sherman was legendary. One of the best of all the, time. The two the two that happened in week one are still the top two, in my opinion. Of this year, yeah. Yeah, Delaney Walker on the Browns. Like they are who we thought they were, so you can crown them if you want. And then Lamar Jackson at the press conference, like, eh, not bad for a running back. That one was really good. Like that's just those two are like so good. We, we we totally forgot to mention Lamar Jackson the MVP vote earlier. I think he's on track. I think he's in. I think he's on the ballot. He's too. had two. I don't think he'll get it though. Probably not. No. He had two really bad games. He had a real bad game against Cleveland, mm. and he did not. Despite them winning, he did not play well against Pittsburgh. Like at all? Like you? He threw three interceptions yeah, in that not, game. He was getting pressure on the reg. Yeah, and like. Pittsburgh could have, I mean, I brought it up last week where, like, the the roughing the passer call where defensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers literally tackled Lamar as Lamar still had the ball, and it resulted in them going down and getting the field goal that drove it into overtime. Otherwise, the Steelers win that game. Ah, uh, you're making me remember that game, Kuiper. I mean, you know who my Fuck favorite off. MVP <laughs> candidates are? Our two Patreons, Angry and Ben, at the Fad Pod, Big Fad, Big Fad, Fatty Fad, Fad tier. Very good, buddy. That's a lot of fads. Appreciate it. We added a new tier to our Patreon. I don't know if any of you guys have noticed yet, but it's a $50 per month tier. Oh, my God. You get to be Corey's friend. And you go. You That's pretty have... exclusive. He doesn't even want to be our friend and no, come to the show. Yeah. 
That's why he got traded to the Patriots. Yeah, we had to trade because he wouldn't want to be our friend anymore. <laughs> now you guys are stuck with fucking Genhart. Oh, what a fucking mistake. You already got to host one show with my ass. Oh, now God, I know. It's just like oh endless God. misery for me in this fucking world. Just <sighs> wait. We're going to talk about Resident Evil on this one, too. No, what? <laughs> no, yeah. we're not. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, support us at patreon.com slash f-a-d-p-o-d you get shout outs we talk about your teams you can be Corey's friend you can be Corey's friend you, do we have any extra content that we record do a lot for of deep mic cut checks content. Um, deep uh, cuts I'll keep saying it again yeah we do our like mic cut mic, mic check slash deep cut thing we upload and, uh, it uh, averages is about an extra 20 to sometimes 40 minutes of extra content you we get just, yeah, from just us talk about just random bullshit um, also I, every once in a while, usually, right now it's been about once every like year or so, I'll put in like a super special episode of it. Uh, the the first one I put up was at the uh, during the off season this this year was where we the first thing we ever recorded together where we talked about the previous year's Super Bowl, and then the thing I'm the project I'm working on right now to put up later this year is me and my brother are going to sculpt the perfect NFL team using exclusively players with the funniest names possible. It's just going to be nothing but Packers. There's going to be a chunk of them. There's a lot. There are a We're lot talking of funny about weird, funny names on the Rams yeah. defense, like in the depth chart. There's a lot of really funny names on the Raiders. I was going to say Steelers. Steelers, too. Historically, at least. The Packers have probably the most right now. You remember uh, Chris Fuhumatu Malafala? <laughs> TJ, who's your mama? Man, I can't believe you nailed that name. <laughs> you nailed that, that name. <laughs> Do it again. I will never forget. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Fuhumatu Malafala. Uh, Tia Talupa Chalupa As I believe Batman. Myron Cope once said, he's one bad Malafala. <laughs> <laughs> Name of the episode, One Bad Malafala. I sure will, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it came to us. That was the perfect like naming moment. It just came. Thank you very much. You know Gen what Mark. else just came? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to proceed with that one, buddy? It is after dark. Twitter.com/slash/fadpod. Give us a follow there. We like to meme, and I also put a uh, pre- little preview, up, little snippets of episodes. Yeah, on. we're actually trying to edit and advertise <laughs> and- more. And you could also follow... I say we, I mean Justin. He does it all. <laughs> and you could also follow uh, if you, for some reason, want to listen to Genhart and Justin talk more. You can listen, you can listen to the Gen Jump Show. You can listen to the Gen Jump Show. <laughs> Spotify and Apple Podcasts. It's a fucking terrible show. We're on Twitter. We talk, we talk about terrible movies that we get to mm. get stuck with watching because we spun a wheel like a bunch of fucking idiots. Bro, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Good series. The only bad one's the first one. All the other ones uh, are masterpieces. Oh, God, I'm going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Actually, oh, listen no, to our show. It's good. On a our show is good. Like... Please listen to our show. Gen and Jub at Gen and Jub. Please, please thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wait. Are we still recording? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, I really thought you ended it for a second. No, I'm actually proud of our show now. Me I too. We, I think it's getting better. You know what I'm also yeah, proud of? Play. Yes, proud of me drawing this joke out. Goodbye. <laughs> All right. Farewell Damn. and good night. <laughs>